You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue on our coverage of Lost, the television show. And we are now into the second half of season two. We've uh, moved past something that happened last week. I actually, just a quick story, I did a shit during the week and it was much more entertaining than uh, last week's episode. But uh, we're now on the 13th episode. Joke really wasn't funny. Clearly, uh, called The Long Con. Um, it aired on the 8th of February, 2006. Uh, written by Stephen Mader and Leonard Dick and directed by the Roxanne Dawson, who um, is... Roxanne Dawson? Yeah, she's pretty good. Um, but my name is Ben... And there are a lot of cliffs on this podcast, Noah. Uh, and my name is Noah, and Ben, you were the long con. Shut the This whole door. podcast has been a longer, long con. Oh, well, you know, hopefully then by now the jokes can get better if it's all been a con. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about this episode. I mean, it's, it's decent. It's better than last week. It's better than the hunting party. Um, but I don't know. It's still kind of, yeah, it's a bit meh in some parts. Um... I don't know, is this generally a liked episode? I, I kind of didn't really sort of get much of a viewpoint of this episode coming into it, I feel. Uh, well, firstly, I'm just looking at Roxanne Dawson, and clearly whoever manages Lostpedia hasn't uh, fixed it up in a while. Uh, she's currently the producer of the CBS show Cold Case. Oh, okay. <laughs> is she? <laughs> didn't that end she like could, 20 years ago? She could ago? still be. She just doesn't been told it's been cancelled. I mean, for all I know, it probably hasn't been all those no, shows go for about eighteen seasons. That's still off. That's that's long. That's long gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the viewpoint on the long con is middle, uh, which probably sums up my view of it. Um, there's just something about Sawyer episodes where his flashbacks are so much more interesting than whatever goes on the island. Uh, like he's one of the main characters, but whenever there's a Sawyer episode, it's always kind of like a filler one, like. Uh, hunting a boar or Shannon needs a asthma inhaler um, stuff like that so it's funny that he's such an important character but they do kind of struggle a bit with him I feel I mean season four he doesn't even get an episode um, really yeah well, I mean there's reasons for that it was 14 episodes long but yeah um, but yeah this one's okay and i think most people probably think of it as okay there's definitely lots of good stuff in it uh but it is a bit just kind of random um it's one of those kind of middle season episodes where it's just like all right uh but it's, it's miles better than last week i just i just don't get the guns like I, I get it but i just don't get it it's i don't know we'll get to that i guess but um yeah i mean of course it's much better than last week i mean god pretty much every single episode isn't pretty much every single episode better than last week, as we established at the end of uh, last week? Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, but Probably not the other one. Well, um, I can't really remember that episode, but I guess we'll get to it eventually. But, um, yeah, I mean, as we always do here, we kind of go through the flashback and go through the uh, um, the part on the, the main part of the island, I guess. So, in terms of the flashback, um, it's a bit familiar, isn't it, what we start off with here? We've seen this before. Sawyer in bed with a woman. And, uh, as according to Lostpedia, the beautiful Cassidy. Um, so this is Cassidy. Uh, she, she's back again at some point, isn't she? Didn't we, doesn't she meet Kate or something or? Well, yeah, she, I would say she's probably one of the most important, uh, flashback characters there really is outside of Kristen Shepard and Anthony Cooper. Um, 
and Kate actually visits her in the present, uh, which is going to... I've always liked how they had that continuity um, and that connection between her and Sawyer. So we'll see her about four or five times. All right, well, the beautiful Cassidy we meet, at least. Uh, look, look, I'm just going to say this straight away. I think Sawyer can do better. You know, I mean, she's she's all right. But, uh... Well, well, I mean, he's not after her for her looks. Well, I mean, true, but still. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just being nitpicky. She's cute. Oh, she's not ugly, but, she, you know, she's not... She's in quite a lot of stuff, uh, Kim Dickens. She's not she's... Natalie Portman. Uh, she's currently in the Dumb Walking Dead spin-off, but she was also in, um... She was in something else. She was in Gone Girl, that Ben Affleck movie. She was in the uh, Kevin Bacon movie uh, Hollow Man. Um, but she was in some other TV series I was looking at today. Um, I'll tell you in just a second. TV's, um, Kim Dickens. Oh, apparently she was in nine episodes of House of Cards. Oh, was she? Um, seven episodes of Sons of Anarchy, uh, four episodes of Lost, so, uh, 33 episodes of Deadwood. I've never seen Deadwood, but I've heard good things. Who was she on um, House of Cards? I'm trying to find that. Uh, Kate Baldwin. Kate Baldwin. Kate Baldwin. Uh... Hmm. Okay, I can't... I mean, she's probably so she's somebody... definitely done the round. She's probably somebody who definitely, like, as soon as I watch her, like, oh, yeah, her. But she's not standing out to me straight away when it comes to, uh... Uh, let's see if I click on her here. Ah, uh, yeah, sort of. Uh, she's not one of the main <laughs> ones, I guess, but, um, I know who she kind of is. Anyway, uh, well, anyway, it's a beautiful Cassidy. Here she is. We meet her and, uh... Familiar scene, obviously Sawyer's in bed and, um, you know, about to do the whole con that we saw, uh, what was that in, uh, All the Best Cowboys Have Daddy Issues Am I? No? <laughs> Fucking I can't remember. Don't laugh at me! Confidence man. You casual, this is a casual loss fan here, come on. That one. Confidence man. Thank you. I'm confident that I was wrong in that assessment considering your laugh at me there. I like the reprise of the con, though. That's cool to be like, oh, there's this again. Um, but she doesn't exactly um, fall for it. <laughs> Come on, that's not real. This money's not even... <laughs> this is fake. Um, and then basically... Which I don't get, because in Confidence Man, Sawyer let the husband hold on to the money for a night. But, I mean, are you going to check it? I mean, maybe that's the point. I would. I guess, but maybe this guy was dumb. Uh, maybe that's the point. Like, nobody ever checks the money. You just, I don't know. I guess that's why it's a confidence. Yeah. True. And if they check, then at the end of the day, he's just going to come kick your ass, I guess. But um, <laughs> she um, she wants to she wants to get into it. I mean, like, I guess we get to this at the end of the flashback in, in terms of how well this has to be planned, that she he's just assuming that she's not going to believe it, but then wants to join. Like, I mean, is it just come down to research? I kind of don't get how this is a long con. She's a long con. Or does this automatically, the backup plan, if someone doesn't believe it, that there's a chance that they want to be involved or something? I don't know. Are you a con man, Noah? Like, do you know how this would work? I mean, either or. It could have been that this was all planned out. They've been researching it. Or this is kind of what happens that when someone catches on, he's just like, oh, well, I'm going to play it for more then. Um I don't think we're supposed to even think that too hard. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> Clearly. Um, but anyway, so the next bit we, uh, it's kind of, it connects him obviously a little bit with what we're seeing on the island, but it's all in the details. Um, you know, when he puts a band aid on his nose and this is that one I think was, I mentioned last week or the week before about the whole, um, I remember this bit, the gas station with the necklaces and the jewelry. 
Um, and this happens again, though. Yeah, so he's got them, and he's kind of obviously there's like pieces of shit, but he just adds a couple of tags on them, and it's all like you know twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. You want to buy some necklaces? I just, I just, uh, <laughs> these guys suck. But I just like, I just, I picture this like if I'm at a gas, uh, you know, petrol station, Australia gas station, I'm filling my car up, so I'm like crooked looking guy with a broken nose who looks a bit all scared. Dude, do you want to buy I'll some necklaces? The other I'm like, um, no, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> I don't want. I mean, we were parked outside of a place once, wanting to go inside and get some food, and we were too scared to even get out of the car when, when there were some shady-looking characters around. So, if a guy came up to me looking like Sawyer, especially with a bandaid on his nose, I'd be out of there. But I don't, I don't know what state they're in or what where they're meant to be. Maybe this is a thing in wherever they are in America that oh, people just randomly buy jewelry off the street. But I just love the fact. Well, that- I guess we. We know what state they're in because of a certain character who shows up. Ah, uh, well, you might have to refresh my memory. Um, but yeah, it's it's just kind of it's... Arthur and Peter. Arthur and Peter. Uh, that's today. No theories. Oh, damn, damn it. it! But <laughs> I just love the fact that you know these two guys are just like a doo, and then like Cass- so bad. Cassidy walks up. Yeah, I'll buy some. Oh yeah, hundred bucks. Sure. Like, oh yeah, she will. I will too. Like. Yeah, because, you know, these two doofuses at a gas station just have a $100 note. Like, oh, fuck, I'll buy this parent $1,200 necklace. Like, why do I want to buy that? What, Like, what, to give to Louise if I'm still with Oh, look, I bought this off a crooked man. He stole them. I'm buying stolen goods. Um, <laughs> duh, Arthur and Peter. Fucking idiots. Uh, <laughs> they need their own spin-off. I think. Oh, a sitcom Just spin-off. getting conned Arthur all the time. <laughs> it's a sitcom, huh? Um, Arthur well, and they, Peter, they all look, again. I think they look kind of shifty as well, so I think we need their backstory. Yeah, there's a, the Inception flashback of... Arthur and Peter. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they look a bit crooked themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. I, I love this scene though. I like Arthur and Peter suck, but I, I've always liked this jewelry. I mean, it's it's an interesting sort of con, but I mean, it's still kind of a bit dumb. <laughs> like, I can't false for this. Like, I mean, you know, this is kind of I'm sure they're probably up. This is like those little old grannies who fall for like the yes, this is the ATO, and we will arrest you if you you know do not pay us twelve hundred dollars because you owe the government. Like, I mean, really? Yeah, but Americans are dumb, Ben. No, not all of them. No, that's not very nice. Most of our listeners are probably American. They are. So, <laughs> hello, America. Mr. Trump, how are you doing? Um, <laughs> so, we then get uh, Cassidy in the shower, and this is where she's basically like, oh, I don't want to do these little ones. What's next? We've done all those ones. And we learn about the long con, um, where it basically has to be such a big deal that it doesn't even... Um, your idea—it's you got to make it believe that they're the one coming up with the idea, even though it is your idea. Um, takes a lot of money, and then obviously we find out here that Cassie really does have money from the divorce. She lied before. She said I don't even have money from my divorce. Oh, she does six hundred thousand dollars. Um, and then obviously they kind of have sex in the shower. But uh, I mean, like six hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. I'd be very happy with that. Um, but also like uh, you know, long con, it's a big deal. Surely he wants to do it for more money. Uh, I mean, gladly take $600,000 and six months of banging the beautiful Cassidy. Um, that sounds like a sweet deal to me. Eh, if I got $600,000, it doesn't live up to your high standards nah. of a better looking woman and more than $600,000. The Ben Waterworth. <laughs> I'm greedy. Uh, <laughs> um, but like, I, I, I love this though, because I did not see the twist coming. Um, maybe dumb, dumb Noah. But... As in the first time watching or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen the episode maybe 15 times now, but when I first watched it, 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I, this was a twist. I can't remember it, uh, so I can't say whether I did or not. I mean, I could simply lie and say, oh, yeah, I saw it coming a mile away. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly cannot remember seeing it for the first time, so I couldn't be able to tell you. But I love the, the bit when she says, like, you know, $600,000, and he's just like, oh, hell, let's just go onto some beach somewhere <laughs> and just have, like, mojitos. And she's just like, okay. <laughs> and he's just like, all right. <laughs> That's Happy it. Ending. So he's on the beach. <laughs> he doesn't actually end up going to Australia. The end. Um, but then we have, uh, oh, right, yeah, we do have a character, uh, so they're obviously in Iowa, um, because it's Kate's mum. Uh, <laughs> I like that, it's kind of nice little touch. Nice little random things, obviously people in Iowa are just dumb. Uh, I haven't been to Iowa, so I can say that. Actually, no, I have been to Iowa, I drove through it for like five seconds. Um, but, yeah, so we get him sitting at a diner and we meet Gordy. Who, who is this guy? I've seen him in lots of things before. Was he in Transformers? Uh, I've never seen Transformers. Um, he's in lots of things, though. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of one of those people that... Kevin uh, oh, oh, here we go. This is where you know him from. Uh-oh. He was Terry Hardwick on Seventh Heaven. Oh, there, there we go! Of course! Oh, no, 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 not that one, sorry. Lieutenant C. Block in Hot Shots. That's probably what you're thinking oh, about. Oh, true, true. Yep, that's... No, 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 no. <laughs> it's probably Dr. Hodges, the voice, um, Batman Beyond. I think that's the one. <laughs> um, well, I mean, to correct myself, he was in Transformers. Um, but what else is he in? Though? Why couldn't they bring back his... Godzilla! Back? He's oh, in Godzilla. Robert Patrick. There we go. Yeah. Sorry, he's in Godzilla. I don't like Gordy. I want Robert Patrick. Yeah, Robert Patrick. I had a conversation with somebody today about Robert Patrick, just to date this episode. Uh, today was the day I recorded my John Hensley uh, interview, now available via the Oz Network, to talk about Nip Tuck. And he told a funny story about working with Robert Patrick. There you go. There's a random story for you. Um, no theories on Gordy. But, yeah, so here he is, and he's basically finding out this is a, it's a con, and, and it's always all like, nah, I'm not doing it because I love her. And he's just basically like, don't think with your dick. Um, and he threatens that he's going to kill both of them, basically, uh, that he will kill them if she, he doesn't go through with it. So, um, do we see Gordy again, or is this it? No. So, no more Gord. Gordy's off with Robert Patrick somewhere. Um, do you think if they could have gotten Robert Patrick, they would have got him back? Um, uh, well, I guess it would be kind of inconsistent, because then they would be wondering what about the tamper job and stuff like that. So it's safer to just have a new person. True. Um, So we've got that set up. But then uh, we're back at uh, Cassidy's house with the money. Sawyer walks in. He's all like, oh, shit, oh, shit. He looks out the window. There's a black car. He comes clean and says that you're the long con, Cassidy. Uh, and then basically tells her to go with the money, uh, otherwise they're about to die. So he's claiming that he's going to save her. Uh, so she she goes away, sneaks out the back, and then we see Sawyer leave, gets into the black car, and dun, dun, oh. dun, it's empty. He's like Condor. Shifty bugger. Shifty little bastard. Uh, <laughs> Sawyer, you dick. Counts uh, some Mississippis. And uh, basically goes back inside to oh. find out that there's another duffel bag and there's got money in that, uh, the one with the actual money. Uh, then he notices a picture of Cassidy in him. Oh, it's a nice little picture. And, uh, yeah, dun, dun, dun. I mean, like, can I... So. I want to ask a question, and I don't know if this is implied and I'm just dumb or we just... It's left open. Is is this Sawyer doing this to get the money for Gordy or is this him doing it for himself and fucking over Gordy as well, if you know what I mean? Or we just don't know. Well, then option three is maybe just him trying to get Cassidy out of out of this whole involvement um, 
like he obviously still has feelings for her but he wants her to be safe so that's a possible option three of just getting her out without Gordy shooting the hell out of her. Because, like, and I, I'm sorry, listeners, if this is a big spoiler, and again, this is me kind of asking a question now from my brief memory of this, but isn't Cassidy pregnant? Yeah, I mean, she gets knocked up at some point during this flashback with Sawyer's daughter. Yeah, so, so there we go. Thought so. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> just, you know, for a twist coming up. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, this flashback's okay. I mean, it's... I mean, I, I'm with you. I love Sawyer. I love Sawyer's kind of flashbacks. I mean, I don't hate it. I think it's better than what we had a few weeks ago with Jack. It's obviously a lot better than last, than last week's. Um, but I don't know. There's just something kind of about it where I'm just like, eh, eh, uh, you know, meh. Uh, I really enjoy it. I think it's, it's not the best Sawyer one. I think that would go to Outlaws when he's in Sydney kills the innocent guy um but i think it's better than the confidence man one um i really like cassidy she's one of my favorite flashback characters i love that she is kind of important and comes back in the present that's just kind of cool and the link between sawyer and kate uh, and kim dickens is a good actor yeah um she's in a lot of stuff so obviously they like her um she's kind of got that good plain jane face to be on like <laughs> to kind of play a variety of different roles. Um, but, yeah, I like the twist. Like, Cassidy, you were the long con. I think that's kind of neat because um, I didn't see it coming. And I'm like, oh, this is Sawyer in Love flashback. And then, uh-uh. and then we get the twist. But then, like, the second twist of him going to the car and it's empty is just really well shot and, like, really well played out, yeah. I think. Uh, and I think it really plays in well with, like, we're talking about the flashback first, but then on the island scene, that last scene with Charlie, and they kind of cut back to him, and he says something like, I've never done a good thing in my life or something. And um, and not just the flashback, but the episode. Josh Holloway is such a freaking underrated actor. He is so good. Because mm. um, we'll get to my complaints about uh, Naveen Andrews next week. But, <laughs> Josh Holloway is just... Him and Matthew Fox, I feel, are so underrated because obviously everyone talks about Terry O'Quinn and Michael Emerson because they're just Shakespeare level. But th- th- these two are just so good in all of their episodes, I feel. Um, so I think he plays this kind of tortured soul so well. And yeah, I really like the flashback. I think it's it's one of the better ones we've had this season. Obviously, the newbie ones are better. Um but compare this to what Kate did and the hunting party and fire plus water flashbacks and a drift. Um, yeah, I think it's not the top ones, but I think it's really enjoyable. And at some point, I just wanted the island stuff to go away. And I would rather just 42 minutes of this kind of flashback going on would be probably more interesting. You'd remember if you buried the woman you love. <laughs> we'll get to that. Shut up, Saeed. <laughs> anyway... We've got to go back to the beginning. And uh, Jack's in the hatch with old Gummy Joe and they're counting their guns. They're showing off their weapons. Um, Who keeps putting these two on a shift together? They don't play well. Why do people keep shifting them together? They really have some trust issues in the next couple of weeks, old John and Jack. <laughs> John and Jack. John and Locke. What? John? No, what am I talking about? The Jack, uh, it's been a long day, folks. John, John and, and Jack, Jack is yeah. correct. <laughs> apparently, I thought I was wrong there, apparently. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we see also the uh, the Virgin Mary statue. And this is kind of that thing I think I mentioned last week or whatever about how um, Locke says what we can use them for therapeutic purposes or something like that. Um, but he doesn't want to break We all know them. he's into it. Yeah. 
<laughs> old, you know, drug smack addicted Locke. Druggy Joe. Druggy Joe. Um, we know it. So Locke, uh, Jack asks, oh, you know, we should have the combination just in case. So Locke gives, uh, Locke and his lock. It's like, let's be honest, Locke loves his lock. Um, yeah, this is like the, there's going to be like four episodes about the lock, I swear. Lock's lock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's appropriate. Um, so, yeah, he gives Jack the combination because uh, obviously, you know, um, you know, we need to control these guns and we'll consult each other if we need them. We won't just get them. Um, and also... Probably should keep the medicine in there as well, because it seems as though somebody's been taking the drugs. Um, I love you on the on Lostpedia. It seems that Sawyer has returned to his pack rat ways. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can we just say uh, uh, super memory man, Jack Shepard? Like, do you need to write that down? No. Yeah, he's straight I don't away. Need to write that down. Yeah. I, I can't remember it, and I watched it earlier today. Yeah. Uh, then we get uh, shirtless Sawyer. Here he is, coming out of the water He's underneath the rider. mango tree. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just looking. <laughs> no, I'm just looking. Um, and just dick Sawyer to poor old Charlie, just chilling <laughs> on the beach. Ah, that just like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> is this where he talks about Locke moving in? Yeah, I just love the line he says, like, oh, and it's just like getting garnered, beating his kids. Like, when he's, like, bashing <laughs> him up or something like that. Um, yeah, even old Johnny Locke's after you now. I just love the fact that, kind of, like, Charlie's just looking. He's like, oh, don't you have better things to worry about? Like, Jack going through your stuff? And then he just, like, looks over and... This is actually a really good scene. I do like this scene of, like... Him, um, you know, Jack versus, uh, so we haven't had this in a while, have we? Um, and then kind of just, they're sort of back and forth and they're threatening, you threatening me? Uh, grabs his pills and they, now he throws them behind him or does he walk off with them? This seems kind of weird to like, because it kind of looks like he does both, but he walks off with them, right? Oh, I didn't catch that. Because it's, um, it's weird to, like, if I had to rewind about three times, because it looks like he kind of holds them up, and it looks like he flicks them back over his shoulder, but then it also looks like he just is like, uh, put them in his face. And then I think later on, he must have them, because then Sawyer, like, Jack must walk off with them, because later on when Sawyer kind of is like, like, got the guns, he's all like, you know, oh, look what I got back too, Doc. So I think he Jack must walk off, but then, like, Sawyer doesn't really do anything, even though he's threatening him. So, I don't know, it's kind of, it's a weird sort of, scene that I, I, like, does he throw them back or does he walk off with them? But actually, I okay, think he must walk to, off to, to, yeah, well, I mean, to answer my own question, if I just read Lostpedia, Ben, um, but Jack takes the meds and walks away. <laughs> there goes, there goes two minutes of my life, I'm never getting back. That's what all uh, girls say with me when they've been with me. Um, I, I'm really dumb this episode. <laughs> Yeah, girls, Ben. Girls. Um, <laughs> so dumb. Um, but then, oh, here comes Kate. Um, back to, you know, mentioned about uh, having a fight with Jack. It's one less Christmas card I have to send out. Um, oh, great line. Uh, but um, I love how the fact that she's kind of like, oh, heard you ran out of reading material or whatever. He's like a magazine from like the 80s, like how to feather your hair or something like Kate's really into this hair stuff. She's cut his hair. Now she's all into like, how can I feather your hair, Sawyer? <laughs> His hair was looking pretty plied. Oh, I mean, he was in general coming out of the water and, you know, just... But do we really need mild magazine flirting? <laughs> this is cringeworthy. I just love the fact it's like, oh, I lost my glasses on the thing, freckles, and it's like, maybe you could read it to me. 
<laughs> the flirting is so forced, though. It doesn't oh. feel natural at all. I do love on Lostpedia, there's a photo of Kate with a magazine and the caption, Kate gives Sawyer a magazine. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but, uh, Locke... Um, uh, 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 Sawyer says here, though, one of my favourite uh, nicknames that he ever does, though, is, I uh, guess that's why old Jacko and Anna Lulu didn't ask me to join their revolution. I've always loved Anna Lulu. That's always made me laugh. Anna Lulu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, then we get... Uh, Locke coming by, uh, and talking about, uh, no, hang on. What am I doing here? Um, hmm, what am I reading here? Ben, what am I doing? Oh, it's Sawyer and Saeed. No, Saeed and Hurley. What's Sawyer? I'm, do you want to take over? I feel like I'm just not, like... <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, apparently not. Saeed is chopping a coconut. And this is when Hurley, <laughs> do you put the lime and the coconut and drink them both up? You know the song? <laughs> Emo Saeed. Hurley just like, you know, like, you know in a sitcom when a character will have a, a an entrance? You know, like, I don't know if you ever watch Will and Grace, but Jack's always will walk in and have an entrance. Like, he'd just be over the top, walk through a door and just do something stupid or something like that. Hurley's entrance is... Walks in and says something like, just, you know, stupid, like, so, Rose's husband's white. <laughs> like, followed by the point of him just like... Hurley's ice break. Hurley's ice break. So funny. I love her. Who doesn't like Hurley? Um, but he, he has the... Everyone. True. He has the uh, the, the radio and uh, we get a boon reference. Um, yeah. The Norwegian plane, Nigeria. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> yeah, that Norwegian plane. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, you know, side Dick Saeed because he's sulking still. Um, you know, this is just a glorified walkie-talkie. Nothing can be done with it. Uh, <laughs> just trying to cheer you up, dude. I think like. What is the purpose of this? I know, like, later on we kind of get a nice little scene with them, but, like, I mean, just fucking take it, Saeed. Stop being such a dick. <laughs> well, he's grieving because he loved her. No, he's not grieving. Like, shut up. I'm so excited to get good Saeed back. Next week it's, like, 80% good Saeed, right? <laughs> Next week we're getting there, but it's still... <laughs> it's still a pretty, like, you know, um, bad... We piece. went from... Badass Saeed to lovey-dovey Saeed. Now we're in emo Saeed. But... <laughs> um, Jack and Anna Lulu uh, talking about the um, the army recruiting that you obviously touched on, that all oh, this is oh. a big thing. But, uh, you know, Anna Lulu talks about that, uh, oh, you know, you guys aren't scared enough. Um, that, you know, clearly you just, you're just chilling. You're walking around the beach. You're doing stuff. Um, you know, which, I mean, I guess it's kind of a fair point, you know. But at the same time, it's kind of, this is just what the audience meant to be like, ooh, Anna Lucia, what's she up to? Because it's obviously... But this whole plotline is dumb because we never actually get to see them doing it. But did they really go around to all these different people and be like, oh, so we're starting an army and we're just get- gathering uh, a bit of information, seeing if you would be interested in joining. Oh, no? Okay. Uh, we'll go why to the next Steve? Why, why don't like, you want to be interested? Like, if someone comes up and says... We're studying an army. Are they all just saying, oh, nah. <laughs> Remember- Jack is saying, all right, we need army to fight the others. Oh, no, thanks. That's not That's not me. And does Jack tell the camp about the whole line in the sand? Like, this is what the man in the beard said. Like, live together, die alone. Or does he just come back and be like, yeah, well, we just won't tell anyone about that. 
of starting an army. Like, what? <laughs> like, I mean, again, it's not like there's only 10 people on this beach. There's like 40 people. Like, I mean, is he controlling these people? Like, you know, Michael goes off to find his son. Oh, no, we can't do it. It's like, what if, like, Paolo and Nikki want to go off and do it? Oh, no, don't go in the jungle. There's a line. There's a line. Don't cross the line. Uh, like, yeah, let's just always remember, folks, that these random people that get forgotten about. Arts was right. Um... <laughs> Meanwhile, his old son in a garden. We haven't had son in a garden in a while. Uh-uh. Nothing could be going wrong here, of course. This is, you know, <laughs> just a standard scene of son in a garden. It's a bit of tension. <laughs> Cut go- to the next thing. Tension going on. There's, you know, ooh, something's in the jungle. It's bloody Vincent. <laughs> like, who is looking after Vincent? You know, Walt's gone. Shannon's dead. Shannon's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Walt's on. Walt's re- uh, Vincent. Vincent's rebellious. <laughs> Um, Michael's gone. Uh, but then all of a sudden it starts to rain. Son's pretty happy about the rain. She smiles. I love the rain. Yeah, the so rain is always. So- I-, I like smiley sun as like the rain hits her face. But then oh shit, something goes over her head. Poor old son's kidnapped. Uh- <laughs> 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 it happened to Jin randomly. And now old son. These people hate Koreans on this island. Uh, I think where I- we come from, we don't like Koreans. <laughs> I think it was um, last week or the week before I mentioned in regards to the really bad acting. Um, it's this this scene where we see Kate and Sawyer outside the tent. Man, it's really coming down. Get under here, freckles. <laughs> like I don't know, just the way it's said, it's terrible. Like it's just this brief little scene. I've written you oh, off. Bad acting. Um, but I've then written here, they've gone to the Jin School of Listening because they're apparently the only ones who can hear Sun screaming. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Jin's superpower. Like, you know, clearly it's some sort of superpower on this island. Um, and poor old Sun's knocked out. <laughs> Go get Jack. And uh, Jack comes in and we find out her hands are tied and... Um, you know, obviously it's like, oh, they said they would leave us alone. Oh, this, this is going to help us recruit an army now. People are scared. <laughs> so obviously, you know, I guess we're all thinking like Anna Lulu's done this, um, because, you know, she said five minutes ago about, oh, um, you know, we've got to get these people scared. Um, so it's not like the fans didn't hate her enough. Now they're having her kidnap poor old son <laughs> in her regard. Um... But yeah, it's kind of like you know, oh, wasn't this? You know, wasn't them? It's who? And I, I, I like. Um, is this where Jin shows up, or didn't Jin show up in the next scene? I don't know what it is. Jin comes up. Oh, uh, is this where he's like gun? Um, I like Jin saying gun. It's random. Uh, <laughs> just thought I'd say that. Um, then we kind of get uh, you know, a bit of a cop show going on. Detectives Kate and Sawyer going out in the jungle <laughs> looking for clues. Um, we find a hood. And good old Sawyer knows about the weaves and the materials of a wood. <laughs> what is the line he says? It's like, oh, this is a different weave. <laughs> he just want to put his sunglasses now, on. Ah! Now, um, have you ever seen the movie Kung Pao? No, I have not seen the movie Kung Pao. I highly recommend it. It's very funny. Um, so this makes no sense. But there's this scene in it. It's like a comedy movie. It's like. It's like an old kung fu movie, but then this is one guy who overdubs every character in it to say funny things and that. Um, one one of the characters, the lead character, goes into the shop and he wants to buy some nuts because um, he wants to attract some gophers. Um, sure. <laughs> and, and he says, I'll take a pound of nuts. Uh, Here you go. Here's your nuts. <laughs> and then uh, then the main character leaves and turns out the, the nut shop owner is a spy for the bad guy and he gets on his cell phone and he goes, 
He just left! We've nuts! And for some reason, every time uh, they're, they're talking about uh, the guns here, they're always like, we want to investigate. We've guns! <laughs> like, there's so much to talk about. The guns! That I always think of. He just left. We've nuts! Uh, so, you don't get that. But anyone who's seen Kung Pao <laughs> would find that hilarious. Okay, that that's it? Or... <laughs> I thought yeah, you had more a of a point. Um, but anyway, this... no, it's just they're going to investigate. We've guns. <laughs> I like the kind of the the crossbeat. I'll send you a clip. Sure. Uh, I like the crossbeat here, where obviously it goes into the flashback. It's like it's all in the details. Uh, you know, kind of that obviously leads into it. Uh, meanwhile, Jack's um, helping out. This is where I think he's like done, and Jack's like helping out Jin here, like you know, making sure like don't go do anything. Uh, he wa- he walks off and Kate comes up to him. But like, what's this weird little like trough thing that they've made for water? I don't know if you noticed that. It's like that catches the rainwater. I'm guessing, and they kind of put in the thing. It's like a, I don't know what it was, but I kind of never really noticed that before. But um, Kate's you know accusing Analulu, um, <laughs> sort of you know after listening to uh, Sawyer a little bit there. Um, I love you're in Lostpedia. Jack won't hear it and walks away. <laughs> um, and then he's uh, having a nice little romantic scene here. I'm just going to keep on Anna Lulu. I like that name. Um, just, uh, you know, chilling. And uh, what does she say? Like, oh, a couple of people have signed up, uh, you know, including uh, Scott. Oh, you mean Steve. Scott's dead. Or the other way around. I love that. Like, Jack and Anna Lucy are the last two people who make that joke. But Yeah. Um, yeah, but you missed my favourite character, the big guy who lives behind Saeed. Oh, I didn't, did I? Oh, the big, oh, okay. Two people have joined up, uh, Scott and the big guy who lives behind Saeed. Is, is he listed on the, the, um, the survivors list on Lostpedia? Big guy who lives behind Saeed. Well, I like to think that Doug's a pretty big guy. So. <laughs> um, but I, I, my favourite bit about this scene is kind of like when he, like, he's like, oh, so where were you this morning? You know, sort of starts to accuse her. Hi, random Claire. Jack, son's awake. <laughs> like, yeah, they had to fit all the characters. In <laughs> shit, we haven't had Claire in this episode. It's usually Charlie's role, isn't it? But at least he gets something to do later on. But um, yeah, she's she's awake. Um, and she obviously explains what happens. This is where Jin goes gun. God, I keep getting ahead of myself. Um, and then uh, I like is this where um Sawyer says to Kate like oh find that horse and we can go riding with a white hood or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's going to find that horse of yours. <laughs> um, it's so funny. I love Lostpedia. Son awakes to find herself in a double interrogation. One in English from Jack <laughs> and one in Korean from Jin. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, sexual move to me. <laughs> double interrogation. Ooh, I'd watch that. Um, so... Um, Kate is obviously still accusing Anna Lucia of this um, and basically says to Sawyer, go to the hatch and warn Locke that they're coming to get guns because this is where Jim wants everyone's going to get guns, as you were saying, nuts, ha, ha, uh, and go after them in the jungle. Um, so I, I love this scene of, like, random old gummy Joe flicking through the books. Uh, and he's talking about doing the, the alphabetical, alphabetical order. And so he's oh, a bit of a weird time to discover the Dewey Decimal System. And then just, this is, you know, we mentioned this uh, before about how from this point on, Locke just kind of calls Sawyer James. How can I help you, James? Um, and then I just love his line here. What does he say? Like, yeah, uh, you know, we had some stuff going on and shook up poor old Tokyo Rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously this is Sawyer basically saying, like, they're coming to get the guns and I think this is a bad idea. So 
Um, you should hide them. Um, you know, and basically Locks are like, why do you want to do this? And oh, it's going to piss off Jack because clearly he wants to get back off at Jack. This is taking advantage of the elderly yeah. <laughs> by tricking Lock here. Exactly. It's still elder abuse. Um, so, um, yeah. So, uh, Sawyer says he'll stay and push the button. Uh, if Locke goes off and uh, hides the gun. Sawyer falls asleep. Uh, he's doing a boon. Uh, <laughs> Jack and uh, Jin and sort of, where's Locke? And, uh, but uh, Jack finds that all the guns are missing. Where are the guns? And Sawyer's like, you call the police? Um, and then this is where Sawyer has the meds and says, oh, I took them back. Uh, but I, I kind of like how Jack's about to like punch him and Jin just says, like, no, like don't do it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, and this is where obviously we get to the beach. Um, Locke's chilling. Jack gets all angry at poor old gummy Joe. Um, and then Locke's just can't. This is kind of the Locke we like, not, you know, punching random British people <laughs> and flirting up to Claire. Um, and, you know, sort of talking about how there might be another accident. Jack's going to like all bash up poor old gummy Joe. Uh, and then all of a sudden we hear some gunshots. <gasps> What's going on? And here's Sawyer. He's got a rifle. Um, and basically, um, he is, uh, yeah, he's admitting that he took the guns because he wants to take control. New sheriff in town. Um, now, I actually, they put the whole transcript here on Lostpedia. It's actually kind of, <laughs> I guess, cool. So, do you want me to read it or not really? <laughs> oh, God. Alright, do it in your best Sawyer impression. How about you listen up? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting something a little better than that. Because I'm only going to say this once. No, you took my stuff while I was off trying to get us help. Get us rescued. You found my stash. Why is there a link it. for off trying to get us help? Uh, what? <laughs> Divi- There's a link for while I was off trying to get us help. Is that just the raft trip or something? Uh, oh, Exodus, Exodus part, part two. two. Divvy it up. My shaving cream. My batteries. Even my beer. And then something else happened. You decided these two boys here were going to tell you what to do and when to do it. Well, I'm done taking orders. And I don't want my stuff back. Shaving cream don't matter. Batteries don't matter. The only thing that matters now are guns. And if a you, guns! A guns! <laughs> Nuts! Uh, and if you want one, you're going to have to come to me to get it. There's a new sheriff in town, boy. Sexist. There's girls there, too. Y'all better get used to it. It's like, bam, bam, bam. Now, look, I like the speech. I love the speech, but, like, is this a kind of a piss-poor twist? I just don't get, like, I get it. Like, I get the whole long con thing, and it's kind of back and forth, and we see what Sawyer's, you know, and it kind of obviously plays into that scene at the end where it's like, I've never done a good thing in my life. Um, But, like, I mean, really? Like, what? Does this ever go anywhere? I can't remember. I just kind of feel like this is, like, a random thing. Like, oh, Sawyer stole the guns. Okay. (laughs) Not really, but I guess it goes further than the army. (laughs) True. Uh, I mean, do you like it? Do you like this kind of twist that Sawyer like gets a bit dickery and kind of takes over things? Yeah, I do like it. I don't love it, but I like that it kind of... Ma- this episode uh, is a neat package, at least. It, it ties in well with the flashback, and, you know, it's just a standalone, decent enough episode where there's the beginning, middle, and end with a twist in both the flashback and the island. Uh, so it doesn't really go anywhere, but I think it works in the moment. Um, and you know Josh Holloway's amazing during the speech. It's a little melodramatic and a bit TV like, but yeah. he's really good in it. Uh, great acting from him, getting to do a little monologue. But um, yeah, I, I don't mind it. 
I, I hate it. I'm like, oh my god, this is the dumbest twist ever. Um, but I, I think it makes for a neat kind of package of an episode, and it's a decent enough twist. It's not never going to be like top ten twists in <laughs> Lost or anything, but it's okay. Um, I like, I do like this scene of Kate and Sawyer on the beach, and kind of how Kate's just kind of you know like saying about, oh, how did you do it? You know, there's no way you were pushing the button. Sawyer doesn't admit here, and obviously we'll get this twist in a minute. But um, and obviously Kate's like, oh, you played me. Uh, you had something to do with son's abduction um, and all this sort of stuff. And she's, I like this kind of thing about how, like, you just want people to hate you. Uh, and then how he's like, you know, a tiger never uh, changes stripes. And I fucking love that line of, you run, icon. Like, I don't know. I just love that line. Kate's so annoying in this scene. Uh, I don't agree. I think she she plays off this well. I don't know. I just love this scene. It's a nice little scene between these two. Um, but, yeah, you run, icon. Do you like that line? I think that's a great line. Uh, it's a bit cheesy, but it's kind of all right. Uh, well, anyway, cool, fine. Um, <laughs> everyone should agree with me. I'm really done this episode. Uh, so we're at the campfire. <laughs> Early's reading a manuscript. Now, is this the Paolo Nicky script? No, this is the book that they released in season two. Uh, this is written, the manuscript is written by the guy who was sucked into the engine in the pilot, uh, who is also Cindy's, uh, unrequited lover. So, um... <laughs> This is his, his manuscript, um, and they released it as a book. Oh. So this is purely Avatar. Like nowadays, with like the Marvel movies and stuff like that, there's all sorts of stuff like this. But this was purely like this was one of the first occasions in TV of like a tie-in. Like, oh, we're having this novel, we're going to put it in the show, and then you can buy it outside the show. Did you um, read it? No, I've got it, but apparently it's got awful. Uh, there's characters called Widmore in it, but I think that's the only connection to Lost. Um, so Cindy and the guy who gets sucked in the engine were a couple, were they? Yeah. So how come Cindy isn't like old, um, you know, Bernard? We're going to get back to the beach. I want to find my lover. <laughs> because it was all kind of probably just made up after the fact that she was in the show. Uh, but it's been retconned, at least. Oh, I don't know. That'd be kind of, you know... Obviously, they, she didn't love him that much. But uh, he's old <laughs> sulky Saeed who's fixed the radio um, and basically just so they can listen to the radio. <laughs> I adore this scene. I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not... I don't so mean, creepy. I don't mean to sound like I'm taking down on the scene because I actually do kind of like it. And, um, yeah, Midnight, uh, Moonlight Serenade uh, just reminds my mum. She's played uh, that song all always the time. Always creeps me out, that song. Oh, Every time I hear it, uh, it I feel always, like someone's about to die. kind of makes me cry just because, yeah, my mum used to play that all the time. But uh, I do like the little line, though, which... Um, I believe you mentioned this or something like this, because this is obviously, I think, before they knew they were going to time travel. But the way, kind of like how they say, like, the music could be coming from anywhere or any time. Just kidding, dude. Like, like, is that deliberately put in there or is that just kind of a coincidence that they will do that later on? I think they always knew they wanted to experiment with time in some way. I don't know if they knew they were going to time travel back to the 70s, but I always thought they they kind of knew that there would be time elements in the show and... It really, I remember watching it for the first time and it really did make you think. Like, it's not like a dun-dun-dun moment, but you're like, oh, oh, yeah, uh, maybe that that is. And uh, I'm reading on Lostpedia that they confirmed it is a broadcast from the 40s, um, which obviously it's easy for them to just say that. Like, I don't know if they intended it to be. Um, but I think it's a great line because he says, I'm kidding, but it's kind of like, huh. Well, maybe there is some time stuff going on here. Um, we're seeing all sorts of other stuff on this island. 
I do. Um, yeah. I, one thing I do love about this is just kind of and you know being involved in radio. I, I don't necessarily know all the the ins and outs of the technicalities of how radio waves work. But this whole bit when he's like, "Oh, this bounces off the ionosphere and it can travel for miles." Like, uh, is that a thing? Like, if I turn on, <laughs> you know, hit one hundred point nine CFM right now, can they hear it in fucking Japan or something like that? If I hit the right ionosphere. <laughs> I love that we hear the French transmission, though. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, and how they quit like, dude, um, oh, no, that's Rousseau's transmission, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Hurley and Saeed, though, because we had that early scene. I don't know if it was the pilot or if it was Tabula Rasa, but there was that early scene where they kind of meet. And, oh, I had a buddy who fought over there. Uh, I was in the Republican Guard. And, and you know, you're all right, Saeed. You're all right, too. <laughs> so they've always kind of had this kind of cool thing going on so i really like these two together and there'll be a whole episode in season five about these two together um so i think it's kind of cool uh hurley cheering up saeed but i think these two actually weirdly work well together yeah i agree with that you know i think hurley does hurley not work with everyone though no that's true so yeah he's kind of one of these ones who just has chemistry with everyone um but yeah then we kind of get this scene of old sawyer in the jungle Looking all sinister, what's going down here, and who's going to emerge from the bushes? It's evil Charlie in a hood. Uh, dark-sided Charlie. Um, I swear they're not even trying to make him remotely likable in season two. Yeah, I kind of don't get this bit about how like we find out that Charlie uh, followed Locke and took the guns... Uh, and that, you know, um, Sawyer then go, gives him one of the Virgin Mary stages. No, I don't want one. <laughs> like, it's just always just hovering over Charlie's head. I'm at this point, like, oh, for fuck's sake, just take some drugs. <laughs> like, I'm so You're sick. You're probably of- more likable, more fun. <laughs> I'm so sick of this will they, won't they to make him take drugs again. Just get over it. He's not going to do it. Stop dangling in his face. It's like going to a fat person on a diet. Have a piece of chicken. Like, no, I don't want chicken. Like, leave me alone. Mm, um chicken. Yeah, I want chicken. I'm on a diet right now. That sucks. Um, but yeah, like just kind of like the fact that it's revealed that ooh, Charlie helped this to make Locke look dumb, and he attacked Son. <laughs> I don't know. I find that funny. I just find it. Funny. Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> Little old Charlie chilling in the jungle. Ah! Oh my god! I swear they're going out of their way to make him the most unlikable they possibly can. It's just random things you think of, like Sun trying to poison Gina, oh, but accidentally poisoned Michael. Walt burning down the raft. Like, all these random things that people are just evil, and they just get, oh, yeah, that's, remember that time that Charlie attacked Sun? <laughs> there actually is a nice moment in season three where Charlie tells Sun that uh, he did this. Uh, so uh, there is actually some nice conclusion to this, rather than they just ignore it forever. Um, um, but do you think it would be better if Kate's like asking Sawyer, how did you do this? How did you do it? And he doesn't tell her. Do you think it would be better if we never found out or would that just anger too many lost fans who complain about unanswered mysteries? Yeah, I think it just anger people, you know, and we'd have a question. We wouldn't get answered. Um, I think it's kind of better that we find out. I think it's a stupid thing that happens with it, but I mean, yeah. Because Locke's, because uh, Charlie's jealous of Locke is pretty much why he got involved. <laughs> bitter, bitter Charlie. Um, I, so close out, obviously, you know, Charlie's like, oh, one question, why did you plan this out? And Sawyer just basically says, I'm not a good person, never did a good thing in my life. So that's basically why. Uh, but I, I love <laughs> on Lostpedia, 
on the I'm not a good person, Charlie, never good thing in my life quote, there's a link. It says not a good person. You click to <laughs> good and bad every people. <laughs> Several characters. Well, every character. Talk of good people and bad people in Lost. Characters' interpretations of these terms vary greatly. Uh, and it's like literally here. Uh, occurrences. The following characters have been called good and or bad by other characters. Only direct references are included below. I'm not going to go through all of these because there's a fucking whole article on no, this. please don't. But, like, just a few examples. We have a little picture here. The baby. Aaron. Good slash bad. Good. Referenced by Echo and Kate. Alex. Good, bad. Good. Oh, my. Referenced by Claire. <laughs> Anna Lucia. Why? Is good slash bad. Referenced by Libby slash Ben. <laughs> Uh, this is like the most pointless article on this damn fucking thing. <laughs> and there's a whole thing where they've got sections. Good. Season one. Rose tells Jack, you have a nice way about you. A good soul. Patient, caring. I suppose that's why you became a doctor. Richard Malkin tells Chair. Uh, Chair, I Claire, your nature. Your, like, it's literally every. Who sits around and it's like, okay, uh, round table meeting of Lostpedia. Okay, we've got our articles. We're doing well. We're doing well. Okay, just a random article. Uh, J- Jenny. Oh, yeah, why don't we do an article on good and bad? Good idea, Jenny, you get to it. Each episode, every reference now, don't be tight. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. I miss the days of the sex article. (laughs) Pre-island sex. (laughs) I could go with some pre-island sex right about now. Um, (laughs) Um, I'm I'm more of a post-island sex. You and I live on an island, so... uh, (laughs) It's on-island sex for us. Uh, do we have any questions? I don't think we have any questions, do we? D- does Sun find out? You just answered that. Um, yeah, that's not really a question. It's just something cool that happened. Anything answered? No. no. Nothing about Cassidy or no? No, not really. There's nothing to even... <laughs> Will Cassidy be pregnant? <laughs> 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 just had that with every sort of pre-island sex. Um, I'd actually like to go through that. Like, look, I'm assuming Sawyer's the one who has sex the most in this show, clearly. Um, so, all right, uh, let's get to our evil review, our buy it, bin it, rent it section. Um, what are we doing with this, Mr. Groves? Uh, buying it, binning it, or renting it? And just for yourself, can I just say, uh, in the last uh, six episodes, you've either bought or binned. You haven't rented in a while. Ooh. Um, just... Kind of interesting. Glenn Miller, who does Moonlight uh, mm-hmm. Moonlight Serenade, uh, I didn't know this, uh, is a musician who was never seen again after his plane disappeared in bad weather during World War Two. I think I've heard that. I didn't story know that before. Yeah. Ooh. I just I know the Glenn Miller Twilight Bing, Zone music. Bing Crosby. Yeah. Well, my mum listened to all that music. Um, you're very cultured. <laughs> You're so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Although that, they could have made it sound much more badass than disappeared after his plane was in bad weather. <laughs> Just Ooh. ended and disappeared. Like, that's enough. Yeah, during Ooh. World War Two, that's cool. Yeah. I, I'm in on that. That's cool. A musician who disappeared on a plane in World War Two. We don't need bad weather. Due to a technical that fault in the left runner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so that's kind of interesting. I don't know if that's why they picked it, but we will hear that song come back again. Um, yeah, this episode is not great. It's not bad. Um, so I'm going to break my streak, apparently, and rent it. Uh, I really actually do like the flashback and Cassidy, and there's some good stuff going on in the island. It's kind of a pointless episode, but 
you know, we get a lot of kind of these pointless ones in the the longer seasons of Lost. They're more character based than plot based. Um, so there's enough good stuff going on there. There's not too many cringy moments. Uh, and yeah, the flashbacks are good. Josh Holloway is amazing in it. So yeah, I'm gonna rent this one. It's it's nothing special, but it's one I could just pop on and enjoy if I had to for 42 minutes. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I don't hate this episode. I don't love this episode. It's a low rent for me, but I'm not going to bin it. I mean, I mean, I've been the last two. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an episode that I'm not going to go out of my way to watch again. Um, but again, I'd watch this more so than the last two weeks. So yeah, it's a rent for me too. It's just a eh, episode. So yeah, <laughs> that's my noise of the week. <laughs> Um, let's move on, Ben. You really need to just calm down, because you're just an idiot this episode. Next week, uh, we find out, um, well, we actually meet maybe the most important, no, not the most important character, or maybe the most important character of Lost. I don't know. This is maybe an interpretation. One of the most important people, (laughs) um, arguably, you know, the biggest villain of this show, um... One of the, I read an article recently that listed them as the greatest villain of all time on TV. Really? <laughs> yeah. So they they really listed Tariq as one of the best villains of all time. <laughs> yes, they did. Noah Tariq. <laughs> wow, in- he's only in about ten minutes. So <laughs> he they used to be really gas. impressed with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he's pretty bad, but I don't know about number one of all time. But. Um, I do of course speak of Henry Gale, uh, aka Benjamin Linus. Funny. Spoiler alert. Um, which I actually I will say, like I think kind of next week does pay. You know, with the introduction of him, I think it kind of. It's going to be the opposite of what we did sort of through our Nip Tuck episodes where when it came to the Carver storyline, we kind of held the our, you know, we didn't reveal, we obviously knew who it was, but we waited till the reveal in the episode so we could talk about it and go back over the clues throughout the season. And we often said, oh, maybe we should have from the beginning said, we know who it is, this who it is, so we can say, watch along with us. So I kind of think maybe we can do this oppositely when we get to Henry Gale and obviously we can say that, yeah, he's another. <laughs> so that, like, watch these scenes differently because... I think yeah, sometimes. I mean, I feel like we're spoiled most of the show at this point. <laughs> but um, yeah, anyway, we'll get to that oh, next yeah. week. But yeah, I mean, one of them. I I don't mind it. I mean, Saeed kind of gets back to sort of normal. Um, we yeah, we we'll get the kind of the beginning of this whole uh, Henry Gale situation. Uh, it's a Saeed flashback episode. We uh, see Kate's dad again. Cool. Um, and yeah, there's a frog. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, it's an okay episode. Yeah, it's decent enough. Um, I guess that is kind of does make the Long Kong kind of an interesting episode of Lost, in that it really is the last episode without Benjamin Linus being a character in the show, mm. um, which is kind of interesting to look at. This is kind of the end of the innocent days of Lost, I guess. Um, that was when Boone died. Kind of, <laughs> but it, it is kind of funny to think there is a whole season and a half without Ben Linus, Henry Gale. Um, but it does bring in an interesting conundrum for the show. Um, so, yeah, it's a decent enough one. These mid-season episodes are normally just a run of kind of decent episodes. There's some good stuff in it. Um, a nice introduction, I feel. So we'll get to that, and uh, hopefully you like this episode, and uh, you'll not like next week's episode. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, website, oznetwork.net, email the oznetwork at hotmail.com. Uh, Noah's home address is 21 Main Road, Snug, Snug. 
Um, that's not really his address. I have, do know where he lives, but I don't know the street, but I wouldn't be that much of a dick. Or would I? Um, and yeah, do other stuff in the meantime too, because this is why you're listening to us here on the Oz Network as we continue on our coverage of loss, because that's what we do. Uh, we look forward to bringing back to you next week. My name is Ben, and you want to torture me, don't you? And my name is Noren. He just left. We've nuts! Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.